Hey guys, welcome to Ghost Hit Stories. It's Chelsea. It's Aaron. And we have on the phone, this is a very exciting episode. You guys know that we love um, astrology, you know, life coaching, all of that type of, of stuff where you just get introspective with yourself. Mm-hmm. So we have on the phone, astrologist, health coach, uh, Michelle Prentice calling in from Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> Woohoo! Hello. Hi. Welcome, hey. Michelle. Michelle, are you, you currently at a Britney Spears concert, which is the only thing I associate with Las Vegas? And okay. Although she's this done. is an interesting story, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. This was not pretty. Okay, and it does have something to do with Britney Spears. Mm. <laughs> so uh, we moved here just last early fall because my partner is a production manager, Um, for, uh, he works for Pitbull and he, Pitbull and Britney Spears have the same management. Anyway, they're going to be going on tour. Um, and they also play in the same theater here in Las Vegas. So yeah, yeah. Which is now called the Zappos theater. So it's a a fantastic show. The Britney show's fabulous. The Pitbull show's fabulous, but, um, they're actually going on tour in Europe uh, no this summer in August. Is this yeah. like breaking news? Is this an exclusive? A Mr. Worldwide? I don't exclusive? know that it is an exclusive, <laughs> but um, I mean, the tour is all booked. That's it's so Europe, um, and I will be going to the shows in London and Paris oh. in, at the end of this month. So that's a little Britney piece. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Um, I mean, she's currently wearing anyway, her Britney that's, t-shirt. That's the reason why we're yeah. here. We, you know, work in the entertainment industry. Oh, but. yeah. Okay, so, so cool. that's what brought you there. That's really cool. Yeah. There's um, a lot of amazing stuff happening in Las Vegas. <laughs> I mean, I knew, if you can believe it, I went for the first time ever. It was like about exactly a year ago. Um, to see Brittany. That was the first time I went to Vegas, which is bizarre. As a 35-year-old woman, I'm like, how have I not made it before now? So now I just got to make up for last time mm. and get back out there. You like, do, yeah. yeah. And then when you come down next time, come visit me because you'll I see mean, a different, whole different aspect. Because it looks like there's like nothing else but mm-hmm. that, but there's so much. Totally. Um, I, I mean, the Grand Canyon's two hours away. Red Rock National Park is incredible. That's like 10 minutes from my house. It's oh crazy. Oh my gosh. All right. I love well, a desert moment too. Aaron and I will be it. there mm-hmm. next And so summer. many shows. We'll so many people are doing you. residencies right now. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the best part. All right. Listen, you sold us on Vegas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, we're all staying right, with okay. you. It's all both we'll offline about it. <laughs> What's so, next? <laughs> um, no, but so we got acquainted because uh, my good friend and uh, former podcast guest, Rebecca Lieb, uh, introduced us and oh. you gave me, yeah, a fabulous reading that I just listened to the other day again and it like got so much more nuggets out of it. I loved it so much. Um, mm. But I always want to, you know, with astrology or with like anything esoteric, I always want to hear sort of like what is your origin story? Like what sort of, uh, like what got you interested in it and, and had you, uh, what made you decide to sort of like pursue this as a career? Yeah. So, I mean, that's a great question. And yeah, it, it took a long time for me to, I guess, like really kind of come out of the closet because Mm -hmm. I grew up with it, to be honest. My mother was a professional astrologer, and I have been practicing astrology since I was 13 years old. Uh, Also, the tarot and the runes and the I Ching, and my mother was fascinated by Carl Jung and Joseph Campbell. And so I grew up literally learning astrology at the feet of my mother, who was, was and is 
you know, I, I guess I would call her an intellectual giant. And so, you know, being like the, the classic, you know, daughter, of course, you don't want to follow in the footsteps, you know, really, of, <laughs> you know, of your parents, and especially when they're like, good at it, you know, totally. growing up, I remember my mom, you know, people coming to, you know, have readings with my mother and her just being so incredibly wise and so amazing. And, you know, and just, you know, my, my brothers, I have two younger brothers and they called it like, um, psychological corner. That's what they called it. We were always talking about everything from the standpoint of, you know, astrology and esoteric sciences, but she really um, was very interested in them. And her father was um, an aeronautical engineer and worked for Lockheed and the space program and the Hubble telescope. He was a gyroscope expert and, you know, fascinated by astronomy. So there was this, this science and astronomy and expanding universe aspect to it, you know, um, and then there was, you know, this meaning-filled interpretation of all of the amazing mysteries of nature. So I learned, you know, really from my mother. And there's layers and layers and layers to being like what you would call like a seeker, you know, and looking at the invisible world and the meaning behind things. And it really is, was, was and is like a lifelong passion. And I am in midlife now, but when I was, you know, at various times in my year, you know, within my life, I did, I always did this part-time. So it was like a thing where, you know, if you knew me or you knew someone who knew me, you know, I would, you know, give you a reading, but I didn't market myself per se or do it full time it. it was just like probably if until like my late came 30s. to you mm-hmm. or like if right if exactly in your life, friends yeah. of friends of friends yeah, yeah always yeah. i have someone like that so, in my life back home who sort mm-hmm. of she reads tea leaves and does stuff like that but it's on that level where it's just like if you know her she does it but mm-hmm. yeah it's a hard you know when you're a practical grounded person it's hard to especially in this world right now because everything is so mechanistic and so materialistic mm-hmm. i'm sure mm-hmm. you guys know that you know, yeah. and it's really true for, you know, your people who, you know, your listeners who are talking about dating too. There's such a like level of materialism and superficiality in the world right now yeah. that it's, it's a fight sometimes to, um, to get like the prevailing wind to kind of like really sit down long enough to feel into, uh, the, you know, the depths behind things, you know, mm-hmm. the invisible right. world and all of, all of the meaning, the meaning with everything, because there's so much you know, constant like cycling. Um, but I have been doing it for a long time. And when I was in my thirties, so I, I ended up getting a degree in music and working in the music industry. And oh. so I worked in the music industry for a long time, but then when it kind of imploded and like thousands and thousands of people were laid off from all the labels and stuff in, in LA, uh, a friend of mine went and started working for, you know, a lot of people transitioned into, you know, new media.com stuff like that. Sure. Um, in the early two thousands, and a friend of mine started working for California Psychics, CaliforniaPsychics.com, like content oh, management, right. like that. Yeah. And I remember that. so he called me and he's like, you are like the best psychic, best reader I have ever met. He's like, you need to work for this company. So I said, well, yeah, I can do that. So I started working for them kind of like part time and then get to kind of transitioning into full time and really, you know, doing that all day, you know, or for hours and hours really honed my 
you know, quick divinatory muscle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I couldn't really get the kind of depth that I really wanted to, because when people are calling up and they want, you know, a quickie reading and you haven't like had time to prepare their chart and stuff, there's only so many things that you can do. Mm-hmm. That being said, um, it really wasn't until probably about five years ago that I really committed to just really just doing this part time, you know, and a lot of it was like, you know, the stars aligned so that I didn't, you know, I wasn't working in corporate America because then I transitioned um, after that into working in the natural food industry, you know, as a trainer and a brand ambassador for natural foods. And I'm really a big wellness proponent and really interested. Another one of my specialties is medical astrology and wellness astrology. So I'm super interested in that. So how does that, so that relates. So in terms of like, I would, you would do my chart or, and then relate that to the best nutrition sort of program for me or whatever the case may be. Absolutely. And you know, because you got a reading with me, you know that you like, I send like a follow up with like what I consider to be some of your, um, some, some things that would help you, you know, Mm -hmm. and a lot of it's holistic wellness. Like I might add in flower essences or like meditation because really mind, body, spirit wellness is holistic and the, the right I think the perfect combination, the, right. the sustainable combination of wellness, mm-hmm. because if you just look at, you know, the body, you know, like it's a car from a mechanistic standpoint, um, you know, you're, you're really not addressing a lot of the root causes of things, but yeah. medical astrology yeah. is, is a, um, and it's like an offshoot of, of, of astrology specialty, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that's one of my geeky asides, but anyway, so I've been doing it a long time. And um, you guys wanted to know, like, my philosophy or what, what it really is? Yeah. Sure, yeah. Because we're both in. Like, we, we right. love all of this stuff. <laughs> like, we're in immediately. But, you know, for our listeners, if, like, you know, everybody sees the horoscopes on in, like, the newspaper Back or whatever. Cosmo, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But I, I would love to hear sort of your point of view of, of what it is, the power that it has. Like, why would somebody come to see you? Yeah. Um, and straight up for skeptics listening yeah. who are like, okay, this is something that you read in, yeah, like mm-hmm. it's in the back of a magazine, but like, what does it really have to do with me? Well, I mean, you know, Erin, you could probably talk better to the skeptics listening <laughs> because you know what I mean? You got a reading. Yeah. Oh, right, so, right, yeah. um, but, um, you know, to, I would say, okay, first, firstly, what astrology is, is, you know, first of all, it's a 10,000 year old, you know, plus. Um, science, you consider it to be an esoteric science right now, mm-hmm. but it is the meaning-filled interpretation of the astronomy of the night sky um, from the latitude and longitude of the, t- the place that you were born, the time that you were born. So if you were to look up at the night sky from the time and place that you were born um, with a telescope, you'd see the planets in this particular position, and they take this, and in um, tropical astrology, which is a kind of astrology, there's two different kinds, sidereal and tropical, which is like Vedic astrology, Indian astrology, and Western astrology, which really kind of began with the Greeks in the Hellenistic time period. But like I said, astrology is very, very old. Mm-hmm. One of the first things that people observed, obviously, you know, the natural world is the natural world around them and um, and the movement of the sun and the moon and the stars, and then just saw like the correlation that... The um, correlation, okay, or correspondence with the natural world around them to the movement of 
you know, the stars in the sky, the planets, the sun and the moon, and observed it, whether it was like the migration of animals or, you know, the tides or even, you know, people's women's bodies, things like that. There's a, there's a real, you know, and insects, all living creatures, like actually everything is connected, you know, but, um, so it's a very ancient science. I like to call it your psycho-spiritual, your chart is your psycho-spiritual DNA, oh. which complements your physiological DNA. Mm. So meaning that it's kind of a building block for your both your personality, because it describes, you know, your personality traits. And that's mostly what people know, like, oh, my sun sign is Taurus. So I'm like, you know, I'm stubborn, you know, and I'm a sensualist and things like that. But it's, there's, you know, your chart is so much more, because remember, first of all, it's, it comprises all the planets of the solar system, but it is really kind of like basic instinctual patterns, like your, 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 your skeleton, the skeleton of your soul or the personality, okay? It, it describes kind of your consciousness, but it can also describe your body type and a lot of different things about you, and it's really fascinating. Um, it very much is that as above, so below type axiom, um, wherein it is a correspondence to you. So it kind of describes you. And I like to see your chart too. It's kind of like how I see life is that it's kind of like a choose your own adventure video game. Okay. There's a certain amount of programming. We know that, right? It's like if you ever played like the walking dead game, you know, on PC or something, Mm -hmm. it's like there's a storyline, there's characters, but there's all these moments where you get to choose. And that's how I kind of see life. And your astrological chart can really describe what you're going through right now, your instinctive reactions to it, the types of energies you're walking into, the types of energies you'll meet. Um, Your sun sign is really kind of like, it describes sort of your hero's journey. Have you heard that term before? Interesting. I have. But explain it because, yeah, yeah, we're both writers, so I think we have. Back to Joseph Campbell. Mm -hmm. The hero's journey is basically um, your life. And he's relating it to like the famous myths and fairy tales and, you know, that, that the world has produced and, and, and giving it some kind of like epic story. Like even the most boring person that's listening to this podcast right now who thinks like my life is boring, I just go to my job and I come home and I eat a frozen dinner and I pet my cat. Uh-huh. Like their life is really epic. They have a hero's or heroine's journey. Mm-hmm. And I, mean, I, I hope so, can you're see that in your chart. Life, you can Michelle. see it in your chart. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> What did you say? I said, I hope so, because you're describing my life, Michelle. I said, it was, I'm just kidding. I mean, the petting yeah, the cats I mean, part, for sure. <laughs> but you know what? It's like everyone has these amazing moments in their life where they can, I guess, like unfold into their highest potential. Right. Everyone has gifts. Everyone has challenges. Right. We have supernatural help, just like just like a hero or heroine, mm-hmm. you know? And your astrological chart describes that, of course, you, your what I like to call like the watcher behind your thoughts, your soul inhabits your chart, okay? But it does give you a lot of information. So it talks about your life. It talks about your instinctive reactions. Those are the planets. Planets are energies and the signs that they're in, which represent different, almost like seasons. They're, they're, they're like little mini seasons. They're seasons. So you know, Aries is this is spring, you know, and you and think about um, Virgo, you know, which is the virgin holding the, the sheaf of grain is the summer and harvest and Capricorn is like the deep, deep, dark winter. So they represent 
different expressions of the energies. So your chart's vast. It's very, very big. It is the astronomical snapshot. I like to call it your psycho-spiritual DNA, psycho meaning psychological. And um, it's it talks about how special you are, <laughs> you know. And then I look at, when I look at a chart, I look at your, you know, your, you can also kind of relate it to a role, like a role in a play or a role in a movie, you know, with, um, you know, your son sign kind of representing your name. You know, who is this character? Your ascendant being the costume of the character and place setting. And your moon is like your motivation and all of the, the backstory behind the character. And then all the other planets are like different aspects, again, of the character's storyline. So you've got that. And that's a very basic piece of astrology. But astrology also can describe what you're going through right now and what's coming up. So it's a cosmic weather report too. And that's kind of like what we call mundane astrology, which is like describing like, well, what's happening right now? Right. And then when I do a chart reading, I like look at everything, but I really kind of start with like, well, what's happening right now? What is bringing you to call me right now? And mm -hmm. typically you guys, it's some crisis. <laughs> it's always a crisis. Don't we know? <laughs> because... It moves you out of, you know, the apathy, the mm -hmm. crisis. It, right. You know, it moves you out of the, you know, human beings, like, you know, it's like how, you know, um, everything always seeks kind of like an easy flow. And so, you know, people can sort of lay there, you know, kind of like plugged into the matrix and like la-di-da-di-da -da -da, until suddenly some crisis happens. And that crisis is can be a healing crisis or a crisis of transformation. And then that's when you start like looking for answers. Mm -hmm. so, well, speaking of that and not to totally take this <laughs> off course, but when you're talking about um, astrological weather report, even and like times of crisis, I understand that right now there's like, is a crazy planetary yeah. time and so many things in retrograde <laughs> and just like so much upheaval. Can you speak to that a little bit that, that maybe everyone <sighs> might be feeling that right yeah. now? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I write about it all the time too, like on my Instagram and, mm -hmm. and my Facebook page and stuff. And I do weekly horoscopes too, but, um, and I'll tell you how I do, I write them in a minute, but so, yeah, you know, I mean, Astrology always describes what's going on. So guess what? Of course, there's a correspondence and a correlation to the, you know, to what we're going through. There's like a big one to the bigger piece of what's happening. Uh, right now we are, we have <clears throat> six planets in retrograde, soon to be seven. What? So, too yeah, many, too many it's crazy. Like, I don't even remember a time when I've observed astrology where there's this many planets have been in retrograde, I mean, like was, it's yeah. just, it's crazy. So Thursday, Mercury will turn retrograde to join, uh, Mars, Saturn, um, Neptune, uh, Pluto. We also have Chiron, which I use too, which is like an asteroid. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy how many, you know, different planets are in retrograde and, so we're going to have a lot, and it is – so what retrograde really is, is the planets really aren't going that, backwards. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, there, you know, the planets through their orbit, and, you know, the Earth is turning, and it's orbiting the sun, right, and all the other planets are. But there are time periods 
wherein, from an observational standpoint from Earth, the planets do not seem to move, and they do not move by degree because, you know, you can measure it mathematically, and that's what we do, and that's why, you know, I mean, now we use computers to do it, but people were able to do it, you know, using math, mm-hmm. you know, thousands and thousands of years ago. So it is really almost kind of like a um, a trick, you know, a trick of the eye, so to speak. Okay. But, um, you know, it has to do with the way that the Earth is, is tilted and moving in its, um, you know, uh, moving in its orbit. And so... Uh, we have found that there is a definite correlation. And typically from the standpoint of the action um, is that the energy of the planet through the sign um, goes kind of within. It's kind of like, you know, if the energy of a planet is like an uh, external expression of like breath coming out, um, a retrograde is like breath going in. It's kind of like a sleep or a rest. So it turns the energy inward, so you feel it like more psychologically and internally instead of externally. And that can be difficult for some types of uh, of, of planets. Um, Mercury, obviously, is the one that everybody talks about. It isn't a bad thing. It's like if you're writing a play, okay, Mercury retrograde is the ideal time for you to edit your play or edit your writing or review projects or refine things or retreat mm. or rest. Mercury retrograde is, is, is necessary. It's as necessary really as sleep is to, you know, activity. Okay. So you take that energy and you just sort of like bring it in. So things are crazy, but this is also kind of like, a, I think it's going to be a fairly fairly quiet. I know we've, you know, we just had another shooting, you know, things are happening, but there's a lot of this poison, I guess, has been there. And I think that this is, this is releasing it, the poison that's out. Mm -hmm. And I think that that release energy is what's necessary in order for us to heal it. So, you know, whether it's the poison of our, you know, government um, and the corruption that is like really finally like out there, it's been going on for a long time. You know, I mean, this particular administration happens to be particularly horrific, but um, it's like, so it's nothing to really worry about. So Mercury retrograde, especially, and if if you are in writing or communications uh, at all, it really is a time for you to like review things, review, refine, and it also brings things back from the past. So um, Mars is also retrograde, and that is more of a of a problem because oh, Mars boy. is a very external energy. Uh, Mars actually is is our assertion energy. It allows us, it gives us the energy to get projects done, to feel like we're moving forward in our life. Uh, and when it's in retrograde, and it's it's also in Aquarius, which is a bit of a challenging place for it to be, and it's out of bounds. So it has that has to do with the orbit. This is difficult. So there's like a lot of people, there's a lot of feeling of like fear and depression Mm -hmm. and um, not feeling like able to express yourself. So with Mercury retrograde, I think that that also is going to like further, further this because Mercury will be retrograde in Leo and Mars is in Aquarius and they'll be in opposition. So this is a big deal. And it's a big deal to your listeners too, because communications are going to be a little difficult, especially if they're like thinking about dating and inner 
you know, interconnectivity. So the best way to deal with this energy is because this energy is actually giving you a gift. Okay. And the gift is, is contemplation. <laughs> the gift is review. The gift is revisiting things mm-hmm. um, and also relaxing and not pushing too hard because you're not going to be able to get like, you're not going to be able to have like power over someone or get your views across during this time because there's so much like kind of crazy, erratic, boiling, seething, stirring up okay. energy. But it's also like creative abrasion. And if you've heard of that term, creative abrasion, it can be no. incredibly fruitful in any kind of organization. Like when people are at loggerheads, like, and there's friction, often that's when something new and amazing can be born as a solution right. out of problem. That makes sense. That makes I sense. Like that. I mean, just because you mentioned it, have you done <laughs> any charts for November yet? Do you have any idea? How that's going to November is a much better time. Like, um, really, yeah, I mean, really the end of the summer, um, we're going to start to see, you know, planets turning direct again. Um, Mercury is going to be retrograde from the 26th till August 19th. Mm -hmm. And then um, Mars turns direct, uh, like, less than 10 days after that, about a week after that. And um, then we have more and more planets, um, Saturn and other planets turning direct. So we're going to be really, you know, doing much better. The interesting thing, too, is that um, Scorpio, uh, I'm sorry, Jupiter, which is in Scorpio, um, it has recently turned direct and it was in retrograde for 90 days. And so... I think we'll have like more stuff coming out because I think Jupiter and Scorpio, Jupiter is the planet of expansion and release. And it really is kind of like a good luck planet, okay. but it, it like, so when I look at somebody's chart and they see Jupiter transiting an important part of their chart, like, like their sun or their moon or their angles of their chart, I always know that something really good and positive is going to come into their life. It's mm-hmm. going to expand their life. It typically is a really you know, I call I call it the cosmic Santa Claus. It's good energy, <laughs> but it brings stuff up. You know, it brings mm-hmm. stuff out. And Jupiter went into Scorpio, like the planet which you guys probably know a little bit about Scorpio. You know, it's the planet of sex. It's the planet of depth. Anyway, it went into Scorpio like right as like the Harvey Weinstein Weinstein you know mm-hmm. saga broke. You know, and it's like Jupiter's oh. coming up to bring up some of the abuses of power. Um, in regard to, you know, sexual abuse. And mm-hmm. it certainly has. And so, as a, you know, the astrology community is looking back and going, yep, there it is. Right. You know? like, yeah. And then, um, I mean, I could just babble on about everything right now. <laughs> I mean, so riveted so far. I know. Yeah. Just I mean, going. I'm happy that everything goes correct in November because I don't think I could survive another election <laughs> <laughs> that goes the wrong way. It's your... Well, okay, like, I assume you're talking about politically. Yeah. Politically. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of the ideals of the nation are going to be represented in what happens. Okay. Yeah. That's good. I think it's going to be very idealistic. Jupiter will actually be in Sagittarius, you know, which mm-hmm. um, is its home, you know, hope's home sign, so to speak. So it's going to be expressing itself really, really well. And Sagittarius is definitely about ideals and values and beliefs. And you're going to see a lot of strong, exaggerated beliefs. And I think that, um, I think it's going to be very positive. Uh, It really won't, from an astrological standpoint, be, I mean, 2020 is going to be really heavy duty. And 
it's really not going to be until 2024 that we have like super easy waters. We'll have a lot of, um, you know, easy aspects between the outer planets, which represent a lot of the generational issues that we're, we're going through right now. Mm-hmm. Like, like the planet Pluto represents evolution um, and um, it, often through crisis and it disrupts, destroys and rebuilds things. Okay, it's like a Plutonian energy, and you think about the like the Plutonian, which is uh, the building block of mm. nuclear power. Powers the DeLorean. It was <laughs> exactly. It was like <laughs> discovered at the same time as the planet Pluto, and you know, and or you know, put together, um, invented, I guess, and um, you know, it is kind of similar to that. And that planet, from a generational standpoint, it, it's. 12, it's actually 12 to sometimes 20 years in each sign. Currently, it's in the sign of Capricorn, which represents authority and structures. It represents governments, things like that. So Pluto is actually like destroying in order to rebuild our authoritarian structures throughout the world, and especially Mm -hmm. in obviously the United States, in order to evolve them. Mm Mm-hmm. So, okay. so there's all kinds of like, like amazing, like the, I could talk for hours about like the astrology of our time, but you wanted to talk about dating. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we I was going to have a theme <laughs> of the podcast, I guess. And, and you it's... come back. That'll be our Patreon episode that if we yeah. ever make our Patreon. Okay, you guys, now that you're all caught up on astrology and what it is, come back next week where Michelle is going to walk us through all of the signs. See you then.